the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown. I'm proud to have as my co-host, Mark Honf of Pacific Private Money, one of California's fastest growing mortgage investment firms, and Alexandra Koch of Wealth Plus. Now, for those of you new to our show, imagine a few guys and gals sitting around a bar having drinks without the drinks, talking business with you, the audience listening in. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for three tanning certificates given away during this show and the certificates are not sponsored by the radio station but by tan bella tanning salon with two locations in san francisco and one in marin today's trivia theme is cats do you know do you know do you oh, know cats? Do cats the musical I'll do terrible on that what's that cats no. the musical no <laughs> cats, cats the, the cats animal the, the, cats, the, cats animal. the animal the the okay. the, the There you go. Okay, Mark, uh, tell the audience what we did this last weekend. So, Edward, uh, you and I just got back from Miami, Florida, where we attended the Family Office Club uh, sponsored family office event, and for those of you who um, you know raise money for your business or or your you know investment vehicle, if you uh, are unfamiliar with uh, the the whole world of family offices, what that is is, and this is a relatively new term. In fact, a lot of people who are you know the ultra wealthy, those uh, with a one hundred million dollar net worths uh, on average and above, uh, many of those people create what is called a family office where they really turn their family wealth into a business, a business that's typically run by a manager who manages their their wealth and invests in everything from hard assets, uh, as we found out, to, in fact, one of the guys we talked with uh, who has his own family office managing money that uh, he earned uh, during a 60-year career, he's now investing in cattle ranches throughout the United States. But most of the people we met uh, at the... Uh, uh, family Office Club event uh, were there uh, actually looking to meet family office representatives with their investment opportunities. And, and what was very interesting, since Edward and I are, are real estate guys, is uh, it seemed like half of the people there looking to, um, uh, to to get introductions to people managing these high net worth individuals were there uh, offering, um, were in the business of multifamily investing. So multifamily yeah. investments around the country right now is just on fire. Now, of course, you know, if you invest in multifamily and you live in California, you're probably investing outside California because multifamily in California, the cap rates are so ridiculously expensive right now. 
But, uh, uh, you know, just I, I want to give a little plug for this event because we met the organizer, Richard Wilson. Great guy. And uh, there were probably about um, what, representatives. People? Yeah, about 500 people and representatives from about 100 family office, uh, single family office and multifamily office. Because some of these people there were, rese- were representing multiple families uh, with net worths of $100 million or more and looking for uh, uh, you know, looking to be introduced to to basically to deal flow to to broaden their pipeline of of investment opportunities that come to them. Uh, and again, what's interesting about family offices is they all tend to have their own kind of appetite for what they like to invest in. Some prefer hard assets like real estate. Some prefer to buy businesses. Some invest. Uh, they love to invest in stocks. And so we we mm-hmm. talked to a number of people who had multiple uh, um, uh, equity strategies, and then. And uh, others, uh, we were looking to, for people to uh, who were interested in parking some of their mm-hmm. wealth in our relatively short-term commitment money. Uh, 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 I'm sorry. I was going to say money market fund, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it's not. Our, uh, the Pacific Private Money Fund are uh, basically our mutual fund of mortgage-secured instruments. Uh, we, you know, we're we're we've uh, we're reducing our our initial commitment from t- uh, uh, starting in 2017 from two years to one year. So we were really promoting the the one-year commitment because a lot of the people that are raising money were looking to to for longer-term yeah. capital, and so and it's we, a multi-trillion-dollar. Um, venue apparently so they, right. right they were saying that uh, they believe it's uh, that that family office net worth is somewhere in the two to three trillion dollar range so again if you're if you're you know interested in information about how you can learn more about family offices there are events like the one we attended in miami all over the united states and there's one supposed to come in san francisco from the same organizing group uh next year in 2017 for more information uh go visit their website at familyofficeclub.com familyofficeclub.com Com. And in fact, we're probably going to have Richard Wilson on as yep. a guest in early 2017 to talk about the the whole industry of, you know, what is a family office and, and how do you meet uh, the people who are managing uh, this high net worth. And of course, here in California, we actually have a lot of ultra high net worth families of $100 million or more. And many of them are very young uh, tech yeah, oh yeah. Newly minted tech multimillionaires, first generational uh, family uh, uh, office wealth um, uh, um, clients, and so these guys really—they're good at uh, creating that kind of wealth. But they're, what they're not so good at necessarily is investing uh, the cash side of that of that business. So. And don't don't forget to let them know that you heard it on the best of investing. Right? Absolutely, always got to give a little plug for us too. All right, so um, we're we're going to actually, believe it or not, have to cut to a, a commercial break. This is, this is our first segment's always a little bit short, and then when we come back, Alexandra's got some information about uh, not only long term care but Medicare. So uh, all the all you people out there who are approaching sixty and over, you got to pay t- pay attention to this one. Um, so before we go to our first commercial break, and again, our theme is cats, uh, we wanted to make a shout-out here for the new Cityscape Viewing Lounge at the Hilton San Francisco Union Square for 360-degree views that are, quote, out of this world. So if you go there, you look on one side, you see the Golden Gate Bridge, and on the other side, you see AT&T Park, uh, and the food is actually very, very good. i got to say, I they invited me up there, and of course, I had to... Try it out. Try it out, exactly. <laughs> so that's at the uh, San Francisco Hilton Union Square. 
Okay, so here is our first trivia question um, that has to do with cats. What is the largest member of the cat family? Hmm. And it's not my cat, even though he you know, weighs a lot. Okay. Now, we're going to do this uh, the first... No, no local cats. No local cats, yeah. It's basically what with the family is what we're looking for. Uh, the first caller with the correct answer is going to win the free Tan Bella certificate, which is actually good for three tanning services. One of them includes a um, wrinkle, get rid of your wrinkles tan oh uh, type of tanning salon. Yeah, <laughs> apparently it's scientific. It works. So you got to check them out at tanbella.com. So for the answer to this question of what is the largest member of the cat family, you need to call 888-912-1190 to answer that question and make sure to include your name and your email address and speak slowly and spell out your email one letter at a time. And don't touch that dial. The Best of Investing will be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hompf and Alexandra Koch. The first trivia question we asked was, what is the largest member of the cat family? Panther. No. Cheetah? No. That's the fastest. Ocelot. Ocelot. (laughs) I think that is the smallest, if I'm not mistaken. Tiger. The tiger. The tiger. Okay, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Okay. okay. Uh, Alexandra, we teased the audience with the fact that uh, you were going to come on and talk about not only Medicare, but long-term care. What do you want to start with? Let's start with long-term care. Okay. Long-term care insurance. Yeah. But, uh, because for many people, um, they have relatives who have needed long-term care. And so as they start to get older themselves, they start to think about, well, what if I need long-term care? How am I going to pay for it? Yep. And so there have been available long-term care insurance policies for quite a long time. Yeah, how long has it been around? Like well, 20 years yeah, or? I was going to say at least twenty years, I think. Um, but the but what most people don't know is, in my opinion, it's been in cri- a crisis state now for a number of years, and that's exhibited by um, increases, premium increases, in some cases, a fifty percent. Um, so if you buy long-term care insurance, your premiums are not guaranteed. I was just going to ask you so about that. It's not like uh, like 20-year term where they yeah. don't change? No. They are not guaranteed at all. Oh. They cannot the, – the, the regulations say that they cannot come along and say, okay, Mark, we're going to raise your premiums. Mm-hmm. It has but to they be across can't, the board, right? right? It, yeah. it has to be across the board. So, but the problem is that the co- their costs keep going up yeah. and the premiums that people are paying are not enough. And so now they have started increasing them dramatically. So, so, so someone who, the kind of almost like the typical type of insurance thing, if you're fairly healthy, you get a little frustrated with the people who are not healthy, who are driving your costs cost up, up, right? Right. Wow. So, and of course, when premiums go up, you know, 50%, a lot of people say, well, I can't afford that anymore. And then they drop the policies. And now you've got even a smaller pool of people who are insured, yeah. who are bearing and, the cost and, of it. And if the people can't afford it, that's almost the reason why they need it because if something happens to them that's what they need right okay. so you know a couple of the industry articles that I brought in one of them is that Jan, uh, John Hancock which is one yeah. of the largest uh-huh. uh, is stopping selling long term care insurance you know that happened in the disability insurance with uh, dentists for mm-hmm. for quite a while because they were just getting too many uh, claims like for back and stuff like yeah. that yeah, so, by the way it's all Bush's fault 
right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just want to make sure we always plug. It's Bush's fault. Right. Go ahead. Right. So, so that is happening. And then another one of the headlines is that Genworth, uh, uh-huh. which is the largest uh, in the United States, um, is being sold to China Oceanwide Holdings Group. Huh. So, you know, I don't know how consumers would feel about that, but, you know, now we're going to have a foreign company that is yeah. making decisions about what's going to be covered and what isn't going to be covered is and so it, on. Is it the whole comp, all their divisions are uh, being sold or just the long-term the care? The long-term care for sure. And, okay. And I don't know whether Because I know the that they the also divisions. do term insurance too. And I was right. wondering if that part was going to be, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I'm okay. not sure okay. about that. What are the Fair typical enough. coverages of long-term care insurance and why is it important for people to... to Strongly consider having that. Yeah. Well, I don't think they should consider having it. In yeah, fact, no, no, I think oh, it's, yeah. no, no, I recommend against it because yeah. you What's know. What's the alternative just, then? the The best alternative is to buy whole life insurance and build cash value, so that when you get to the age where you might need long term care, you have enough cash value that you can take out and use it to pay for long term care. That's really, really the best. That's really the best strategy because with those policies, you have guarantees. So again, in long-term care policies, you don't have guarantees. And um, if you're, let's say, 30 years old, you wouldn't qualify for long-term care anyway, right? Because you right. have to be at least 55 yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So thankfully, I, 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 I don't understand your strategy. That early. Thankfully, yeah, they yeah, don't yeah. start selling it that early. <laughs> yeah, because um, I'm thinking that, you know, that, like in, in some cases, people say, like as an example, I don't need life insurance at all. I'm just going to save my money. Well, right. yeah, but what happens if you die in the first one or two years? Right. Uh, you know, you're not covered. So if you get someone who's young enough and they do a whole life policy, they wouldn't have been able to qualify for long-term care anyway. Right, right. But, but how much money do you have to pop into one of those? Well, it depends. Yeah. I mean, it depends on how old you are when you start, primarily. The face amount. Right. But, I mean, yeah. of course, there are, you know, tables that are available to show you how much long-term care costs now in the yeah. like in California uh, for either home health care versus uh, institutional care, and so you can at least get an idea from that, and then you could project that out and say, well, okay, what if I need it in twenty years? I just thought you know, I'd get adopted by Rockefeller and then say, hey, you got to take care of me now. <laughs> that's who you were talking to at that family yeah, uh, family true. meeting, yeah. right? Well, yeah. no, we, we there was a, there was a Dupont there that we met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not a Rockefeller. He was thinking yeah. of changing his name to Rockefeller because yeah. <laughs> people were confusing him with a real Dupont family. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a it's a little bit of a, a sidetrack, but I'm familiar with some of those um, family uh, investment companies because mm-hmm. some of them are in impact investments. Oh yeah, that's one of the worlds I'm in. Yes. So, yeah, gotcha. who are interested in doing good with their money. Yeah. So it's it's very encouraging. Yep. While we're still on yep. this topic, Alexandra, I just wanted to mention, so you're a financial advisor, wealth planner, and I just find it really interesting and, and important that, you know, you, you cross over just, you know, you, don't, you not only work with your clients on investments, but you're crossing into areas like we're just talking about long-term Healthcare insurance, you know, you know, yes or no, and mm-hmm. uh, and other alternatives, uh, other alternative insurance products. Are, are there are there other types of insurance that you recommend that your clients, uh, uh, you know, do or 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 not uh, invest in? Well, we I use a holistic model called the protection, savings, and growth model, and so we look at all kinds of insurance for each client. So you know, starting out with car insurance, homeowners insurance. Uh, umbrella and all kinds of liability insurance, as well as disability and life. 
uh, and all of those uh, products. Well, my so. yeah, my attitude about car insurance has been, and even if I buy a brand new car, I don't buy collision insurance. I buy liability because I want to make sure if I do something stupid, I'm going to you know not get sued, so to speak. Um, and then even on uh, comprehensive, I'm a little bit, eh, it depends on how much it costs. But the way I look at it is if I'm dumb enough to ruin my car, I'm going to live with a dented car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, well, when it comes to insurance, it's it's one of those things that some people say it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's that expense that you love to hate, you know, or it's a necessary <laughs> evil. There's a yeah. number of ways to describe it. But, you know, I know a lot of real estate investors who – have decided uh, to to stop like forming new LLCs every time they go out and buy mm, uh, different mm-hmm. properties, yeah. and just decided, you know what, I'm just going to load up on insurance, yeah, exactly. and if I have a problem, then uh, then the insurance company will hire attorneys to take care of it and yep. and and pay out the claims rather than the you know this. Uh, this you know so-called or this believed uh, protection liability protection that having an LLC in and of itself uh, uh, supposedly affords you because a lot of times you know people form these LLCs but then they don't do any of the compliance work around maintaining yeah them. so exactly so, it has to be a multiple member LLC right well, no, you, liability you, no, you, protection. You, you, um, if you know, it's a single member it, in California, you don't have liability protection. Yeah, so I think that that's okay, something that point. a lot of people don't understand. And so yeah. you should mm-hmm. really you know, talk to your attorney about that and get more information about yeah. if you think you're getting liability protection because you're just putting a, you're, you're throwing up an LLC. And, yeah. right. and they're expensive. And, and maybe yeah. those might be better served with a an insurance premium like, like an umbrella, which could mm-hmm. also be become useful in a lot of other situations, right. not just That's a good uh, point. in real estate. Yeah, yeah, and, and point. you can get personal umbrella and you can get business yeah. umbrella. Yeah, so I have both. So, <laughs> yeah. so the single, I love buying insurance. I sleep well at night. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. For certain things. And so my the insurance, insurance broker loves me. Yeah. That's why it's there. Exactly. He's an investor in my company. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Right. The, in fact, uh, yeah, the single member LLCs, they're called disregarded entities. And um, yeah. I was wondering if, uh, if if you could protect yourself liability wise. Actually, I get well. The tax more like a partnership, but theoretically, there's still a corporation. But you're telling me that right. if you're a single member one in California, basically, you basically pierce the corporate veil, so to speak. Okay, yeah. tell you what, we're going to cut to another commercial break here, and here's the next trivia question on cats. In the Navy, what are the name? What, what excuse me? What was the name given to a whip? Often used has something to do with cats. All right, in the Navy, what was the name given to a whip? Often used. All right, call eight 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 nine one two eleven ninety. Don't touch that dial. The best in investing. We'll be right back. For more information on this program, call eight 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 nine twelve eleven ninety. That's eight 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 nine twelve eleven ninety. Or visit bestofinvesting dot com. Now back to the best of investing with your host Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Edward Brown here, along with Mark Hunt and Alexandra Koch. Second trivia question. Uh, in the Navy, what was the name given to a whip often used? has something to do with cats. Was it the cat of nine tails? Yes, that's exactly uh, what it's called. Cat of nine tails. The Navy tails. part threw me off. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I, that's how the question was asked, though, so I had to kind of... That's where it started, right maybe. Okay. So, uh, quick mention here for the Hornblower, which we've been on before. Beautiful cruise. Uh, so, come aboard the Hornblower for a one-of-a-kind experience. Spectacular views, obviously. You get the Golden Gate Bridge and the Bay Bridge. Live entertainment, gourmet uh, dinners, which, uh, by the way, the food is actually spectacular. I really enjoy going on it. 
Uh, and you will too. And they go under the Golden Gate they go, Bridge. Go, yeah, which is the many, cool, yeah, that actually, is really cool. How many, how many times do you get to go under the Golden I Gate know, Bridge? It's, it's very cool. So uh, gather your family and just relax and check them out at hornblower.com. Uh, Alexander, you also have another article um, or some information on Medicare for us. Uh, yes, I wanted to talk a little bit about the increase in Medicare premiums, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, which will be happening for 2017. So for Medicare premiums in 2016, uh, the lowest premium amount is $122 a month. And for 2017, that is going up to $149 a month. That's a pretty big That's only, a tw- that's only yeah. 20%. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And so, you know, as we talked about on a previous show, um, if you are on Social Security, whatever increase you get, um, you know, you're going to lose, basically, because that's going to go to Medicare Part A, and then these increases are Medicare Part B. Hmm. And if you uh, have some income, you're going to be paying more than that $149. That's the lowest premium. So that's gotcha. people that you know are the lowest income pay that premium, and then there's a couple of other um, graduations from there. Just tell people don't get sick, don't go well, see the doctor, then then the premiums well, but, go down. Well, yeah, but so then you don't you don't want to have coverage <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> Part B is to go to the doctor. That's not the hospital coverage. That's to go oh, to the doctor, and that's yeah. for lab work and things like that. So gotcha. you probably don't want to skip it. So so Alexander, we haven't seen you since uh, the election, and I know you advise a lot of clients uh, and in, uh, in terms of investments and other um, wealth uh, building and protection strategies. Uh, you know what uh, what's your outlook for twenty seventeen? And, and what are your uh, hopes and fears, I guess, based on the uh, a now Republican administration versus what you know most people thought was going to be a continuation of the uh, a Democratic president uh, uh, presidential situation? Well, of course, people have been asking me, well, what you know, what opportunities are there? And the truth is, it's very hard to know what the opportunities are going to be because um, you know what uh, President-elect Trump proposes changes from day to day. Um, and then we have the whole unknown of Congress. What is Congress going to agree to? What is Congress going to go along with? So, I mean, I think there are very few things we can count on. I think one thing we can count on is that corporate tax rates are going to go down because I'm pretty sure that they're going to be able to to uh, muster what they need in order to do that. Um, and they are talking about personal tax reform, although really for the middle class, what they're talking about is giving them some uh, changes, but then taking away other ones. So actually some middle class people are probably going to have to pay more in taxes. So, you know, the expectation is that if people have lower taxes, then there's going to be more money in the economy and more stimulus to the economy. But that is only going to work if it's true for the, you know, low income and middle income people, because uh, we know those are the only ones who spend money. Um, you know, the the wealthy people don't spend money. They already have enough money to spend. And so any tax savings they get, they save. So um, and in terms of infrastructure, that's one of the other things that's being discussed. But again, I don't know, based on um, the reluctance to add to the deficit, uh, is Congress going to go along with that and agree to spend money you know, on infrastructure? Um, I'll be surprised if that happens. So when it comes to lowering corporate tra- tax rates, do you see that as having a uh, a strong positive impact on, on potential stock prices and, and therefore the stock market and market indexes? Um, 
potentially, although it may help small business owners more than it helps the big corporations. Mm. Um, because again, um, you know, what the, then the question becomes, what do the big corporations do with the money? So if they use that money, for example, for stock buybacks, which is what they've been doing for quite a number of years, then that will cause stock prices to go up. But of course, part of the problem with that is in terms of looking at the longer term, it's really an artificially inflated price. It's not really the market saying, here's how much we want to pay for these stocks. It's the there are fewer shares, and so therefore the, the price goes up as a result of that. So what about this idea, though, about uh, you know the repatriation opportunity Mm-mm. to um, lower tax rates and, and incentivize companies like Apple? They're the most famous for having literally billions and billions of dollars held uh, in overseas countries. Uh, wouldn't that have a, a potentially positive impact uh, for the economy overall and, and, and stock prices if, if he were successful in, in getting that through? Well, I mean, the, when it's, it's been done previously... And when it was done previously, it did not have a beneficial effect because, again, what the the companies did is they just held on to the money. So, you know, the way that it would have a positive impact is if they brought the money back and then they built new yeah. factories or they hired more employees or right or they they use it to um, to grow in one way or another. And historically, that hasn't happened. Well. The market certainly abhor uncertainty, and right now we are in some very uncertain times as to exactly what's going to happen. We've got uh, cabinet picks that are among uh, the wealthiest to ever have held those positions, which runs a little contrary to Trump's uh, populist uh, platform that he was essentially elected on. Uh, so we're starting to see a little bit of, of backpedaling on some of the promises he made, which, in, in my opinion, and I'm a conservative, is is not a bad thing yeah, because some yeah, of the stuff he was exactly. proposing was flat out, in my opinion, just crazy and mm-hmm. and and not uh, not sustainable. Um, you know, and particularly, there's a lot of talk here in California, in the Bay Area, particularly about his stance on immigration. And my bet and my hope is that when it comes to immigration, he's actually going to increase like the 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 visa procedure for bringing in much needed uh, immigration work for the tech industry mm-hmm. but the illegal immigration is the part that I think um, uh, he is going to continue to to look towards but even that is necessarily not a good thing for California because mm-hmm. a lot of the farm labor for example mm-hmm. uh, so mm-hmm. that is yeah. is is from well, also, the illi- where's he going to get all the labor to build the wall or find all of these right. illegal <clears throat> well I mean I always yeah. say to people well okay so if you want to start kicking people out, then that means you don't want to eat because we don't have yeah. farmers anymore. You don't want anyone cleaning your house. Well, could you don't want prices. anyone help taking yeah, care absolutely. of your children, yeah. you know, etc. And then there's the whole economic thing, which a lot of people don't talk about, and that is that that population provides a lot of economic stimulus. They yeah. buy a and lot of stuff. They buy a lot they of stimulus. They, 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 they spend all their money. Yeah, they spend all, all their money, mm-hmm. all their income. Absolutely. So, that's that's the gotcha. other problem with Alexander. With before we, before we cut to our break, uh, how do people get a hold of you if they have questions about Medicare and long term care, et cetera? They can call us at four one five four five seven eight nine three six, or they can go to our website www.wealthplusinc.com. Very good. When we come back, Mark, I want to hear from you. Uh, deal of the week. We also have some interesting emails for both of you. And uh, that's what we're going to do. Third trivia question. The song Year of the Cat was sung by what artist? 
That one's an easy one, I think. I think. If you remember it. Yep. Okay. Uh, 888-912-1190. We'll be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host. Mark Honf and Alexandra Koch are here joining me in the studio. Third trivia question. The song Year of the Cat was sung by what artist? Cat Stevens. Cat Stevens. No. Yes, indeed. No. Cat Stevens didn't sing that. Al Stewart. Oh, yeah, you're oh, right. Oh, you know what? Right. That threw yeah. me. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. I, I, it yeah. wasn't a no. trick question. Yeah, no, okay. it wasn't. <laughs> All right. So, uh, we both fell for that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's funny. what both, I was You both thought it was Cat yeah, Stevens, no, too. All right. Okay. With the election over, this is a question for Mark. With the election over, I'm a bit nervous about investing in real estate related assets. How do you, or excuse me, how do the results affect your business model? Well, interesting, you know, because last segment we were just talking about the election of Trump and yeah. there's a lot of trepidation in the marketplace and a lot of people are wondering, you know, what's going to happen in real estate, what's going to happen in the stock market, what's going to happen in, you know, with uh, health insurance. And uh, it's interesting because. Uh, no matter what industry you're an expert in, you're probably hearing people come up to you and, well, what do you think the election, how's that going to impact your industry? So really, um, I don't think that the election of Trump really has uh, you know, any easily predictable impact on real estate other than in the arenas of regulation. So if you believe that, uh, uh, as uh, he claims, and as his new uh, Treasury Secretary pick uh, is known uh, to be anti-Dodd-Frank, which was the uh, regulations passed after the financial crisis to essentially uh, end predatory lending practices or discourage heavily yeah. <laughs> with uh, with layers and layers of regulations, those those bad banks that were cramming loans down people's throats, which is crap. Forcing they, you know, them to take loans. Forcing them to take loans that they didn't want, you know, yeah. and, and so they... Although pat- they did make it very, very easy. You do have, to, the, you have to acknowledge that. That they did. That You're they right. made it very, very from easy. Thanks to from the government to, to do so. I right, mean, to yeah, raise right. the percentage of the, home ownership. Right, yes. wanted, you know, exactly. during the Clinton administration, right. the, the powers that were in that office being seen at that as time. a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the, exactly. So, yeah. you know, again, double it. There's just a... I mean, it, you know, there's no simple answers, and in the, in the history is certainly anything but simple that led to uh, the 2008 financial crises. But anyway, when it, you know, getting back to you know how how does the Trump presidency uh, potentially impact real estate? Well, um, I actually think that real estate, uh, r- regardless of the president right now, looks pretty strong in California. Um, we have. Uh, We've got a very healthy appreciation rate. It is down from a high of 20% just a year ago, to year over year, that is, uh, down to the, uh, the latest report, uh, 5.5%. Again, this is California, not the country. Uh, and that's just a, a very sustainable uh, growth rate and appreciation rate. And I'm, I'm very bullish uh, on that. Uh, jobs in California remain strong. Unemployment extremely low. And the supply of housing is low. Uh, it needs to be higher, and we're not building fast enough. So I believe real estate investing, and this would include uh, investment in multifamily. It would include uh, investment uh, uh, in uh, homes that you might be buying to remodel and flip. Uh, I don't see prices uh, going down 
and I don't see them going down as a result of anything that that Trump is is proposing. And Except if, there's one thing they just put it out today. What's that? Eliminating the mortgage deduction. Yeah, that's uh, been well, going that, yeah, for that, years. Yeah, that, but I mean, so they're, they're flo- I'm just saying. Again. I'm just saying they're that. floating it. Wow, I'm just saying wow, they're floating okay. it. Yeah, just today. I just saw it today. So. Interesting. So well, so, yeah. If, of course, they've floated it before, right? Nothing's right. happened. And that would saying. right. So then, all of the well, the the real estate lobbies will be certainly coming out of the uh-huh. closet for that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in any event, I I would uh, appreciate seeing a rollback on some of the more onerous regulations uh, that were put in place under Dodd Frank. But I actually don't know that a quote-unquote rollback of Dodd-Frank is going to result in um, eliminating a lot of those uh, regulations designed to make sure that when a bank makes uh, a loan that the borrower uh, has – that they've determined uh, through investigation and paperwork and proof that that borrower has the ability to afford those monthly payments. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just – you know how onerous are those regulations, and does it have a a unintended consequence of trapping people from being able to borrow against the equity in their home? And as we've found out and talked about on the show many many times, it it, it today it does have that unintended consequence. It's it's almost criminalized the ability for people to borrow against the equity in their home, especially if they're on a fixed income. And that's really uh, I don't think was the intentions of those that drew up those anti-predatory lending practices under the Dodd-Frank financial reform. So we'll see. It'll be very, very interesting in 2017 to see how this all uh, how this all unfolds. And do you have a deal of the week for us? You know, I do. And so for deal of the week, you know, for the listening audience, uh, my name is Mark Honf. I'm president and broker for Pacific Private Money. We are an alternative lending source for real estate transactions. Uh, some refer to us as hard money lenders, or uh, I prefer private money lender. Um, but we really exist to uh, save transactions where conventional financing, which is always a plan A, fell through. And uh, of course, we still make loans to fix and flippers, and we still make construction loans and loans like that. But a growing percentage of our, of our loans are to help people acquire a home. Uh, And many times this is a home that they intend to live in, which is known as a consumer loan. And we're one of the few companies in California that will actually fund consumer loans. Many private and hard money lenders are not licensed uh, for that activity, and they stay away from that. And they will tell you no when you call them uh, for help on a transaction that's uh, in trouble. Uh, so we exist to help uh, transactions that needs, need to close by next Friday or you're going to lose your deposit that you uh, have on a home uh, after you just found out your bank can't close in time. Or um, if your uh, your equity is locked up in homes that you own, a home or homes you own today, uh, but you still want to buy uh, property. And so uh, this is so, so this particular transaction yeah. is uh, um, a uh, two gentlemen who one lives in Southern California, the other lives in San Francisco, and they want to buy a home together and move in in Southern California. And they both put their homes on the market respectively because they were going to take the profits from that and uh, buy this home in uh, Orange where they're now in contract and they can't sell either of their homes right now, which hmm. is kind of interesting. I don't know. The, the, uh, we haven't drilled down on the details. You know, Usually it's because they've overpriced it. Or yeah, maybe but the, the market also is softening in, in many neighborhoods. 
So uh, they've come to us to help them uh, uh, with a quick closing, because uh, they're running out of time on this contract, quick closing bridge loan uh, that was basically going to be 100% financing for them to acquire this property, but it's going to be uh, collateralized by not only the, the target property that we're going to help them buy, but the by other their ones. other two homes, yeah. the condo in San Francisco and the other ha- home in, in Anaheim. So so we're pretty excited about that loan. It's about a $1.2 million loan. We quoted them a 9.9% interest rate and two points with no prepayment penalty, meaning they can pay us back as soon as they're able to sell those homes. They could pay it down partially which, with each sale, and then whatever's left, they can take a conventional mortgage out and take care of it. So for more information, check out our brand new website. We just launched <laughs> it last week at PacificPrivateMoney.com. We're really excited about it. That's PacificPrivateMoney.com for information about um, uh, our bridge loan products or for information about uh, how you could earn between 75 and 8.5% which is about the range we've been paying out on a monthly basis, uh, uh, annualized, that is. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, better clarify yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> not paying 80%. <laughs> the Pacific Private Money Fund uh, is... Uh, a has been paying out uh, anywhere from seven and a half to eight and a half percent on an annualized basis. We make monthly distributions, and that is the f- money that we use to make our loans. It's from uh, from our um, very happy investors who are able to park a little bit of uh, their uh, certain portion of their uh, of their savings and retirement portfolios into a fund that. Uh, uh, produces cash distributions uh, and a growth option too. So again, for more information, check us out PacificPrivateMoney.com. Very good. All right, perfect timing because we got to go to another break. And when we come back, we have an email for Alexandra that we'd like her to answer. All right, stay with us. Uh, we're going to come back. We're going to have just a quick five-minute segment, and then we'll be gone. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing. I'll be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Edward Brown here. Last time for today, because we're going to be doing a short segment, uh, Mark Honf and Alexandra Koch. Uh, so, Alexandra, a question for you comes in and says, I was just looking at your website. Uh, what sets you apart from other investment advisors who say uh, they concentrate working with women? Because you kind of mentioned that you concentrate on that, too. I do. It's one of the reasons that I got into financial advising in the first place was because uh, I saw a need for women to be able to get sound advice regarding their finances. And women are uh, in a special category when it comes to their finances, primarily because we still only earn 77 cents on the dollar of what men make. And so as a result, over our lifetimes, we don't make as much money as men generally. Uh, we also have lower Social Security benefits because we haven't made as much money yeah, over a lifetime. So, in. right. So, but, there but are a lot of them being, Do you find them being better investors, though? Uh, in general, I would say they're better savers. Better savers. Yep. Okay. Well, that makes up for the yeah. uh, twenty-two well, percent difference. So, well, they, so we're and, even now. Well, no, I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> and, but they have to be, and that's part of my job is to show them, you know, why they have to be better savers is because they they are, you know, yeah. in a in a lesser position. So, um, and so I think it's having specialized knowledge when it comes to women's finances, which I do since I've been doing this yeah. for twenty-one years. Well, plus here's the other thing is that. Uh, and again, this is total 
generalization, but women live longer than men. Yes. So they're going to They've need more that. money. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And also, I think our in our society in general still... Uh, women tend to rely on men when it comes to the finances. And so one of my responsibilities is to help educate them so that they understand the family finances and to make sure that, you know, their interests are taken into consideration. You know, one of the things that uh, my wife and I did uh, some years back was, you know, my wife wanted to learn a little bit more and I I had no problem. There's no secrets here. But for her to get more involved, we actually figured out with somebody that it would be best for her to actually write the checks for a lot of the bills. Mm-hmm. Because at the time, she was a stay-at-home mom with the kids, and, you know, by choice. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and because she didn't write the checks, it, was, it didn't quite get put together. But once she started writing the checks, and it was a little easier for her to see. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that, again, that's one of the benefits that I have in terms of using the model that we do because it allows people to see all of their finances all on one page. So it really, okay. it helps to, it's logical and it helps for people because then they can see how different um, financial tools relate to one another and, and what their significance is. You know, tell all the women to go into sales, then they can make any amount that they want. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's all based on what you do. So you give a free consultation to, to prospective clients, Alexandra, like uh, uh, many of our uh, guests here on uh, Best Investing do? Yes, we do. And we we talk about, we find out what their concerns are so that we can talk about those as well as showing them the very sophisticated software that we use and we talk about our fees and how we charge um, and it, it's no obligation. It's an opportunity for us to get to know each other and to see whether we could work well together. So, you know, a lot of uh, professionals like yourself will will make that offer. And uh, I know that there are people out in the audience there who um, still would, would hesitate to do that for fear that um, they might get sold something. I mean, about, you know, about on average, how many people do you think you, you end up speaking to, um, you know, who, uh, um, you know, you know, may not necessarily feel that, you know, it's a good fit with you uh, to work together? I mean, is that, would you say, you, so you probably give out these consultations on a fairly regular basis? Uh, we definitely do. Although, uh, when they first contact us, they may be talking to our relationship manager. And so yeah. some of the time I may not even meet with them hmm. because we have screening. So she okay. screens them. And if it's just not Looking a fit, fit at all, Got right. It. If it's just not a fit at all, then we don't waste you know anybody's time Fair then enough. talking about it. So the point it. being, so. the phone call's free, the consultation's free. Take mm-hmm. advantage of this. You are very unique in the marketplace yeah. in that you don't just focus on selling people stocks and bonds and other uh, traditional assets. You work on a holistic uh, uh, overall approach uh, to person's finances and, and uh, you're definitely worth uh, visiting with. Yeah. Yes. Give out your information one more time then okay. we got to say goodbye. Okay. Uh, you can call us at 415-457-8936 or find us on the internet wealthplusinc.com. Very good. Okay, here's our thoughts for the day. Henny Youngman said, I've got all the money I'll ever need if I die before 4 o'clock today. And uh, Zig Ziglar said, people often say that motivation doesn't last. Well, neither does bathing. That's why we recommend it daily. Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. 
For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader. AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.